Amen. I, I just, the Lord gave me just a little thought, and I hope you'll bear with me. Amen. Jonah chapter 1, verse 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, everybody say arise. Go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He was trying to get away. If you'll turn to Jonah, the third chapter, real quickly. I don't even know if I told you this or not, Mr. Song Show, verse, scripture guy. Brother Nick, is, looks who's back here. Amen. Chapter 3, I'm going to read the first three verses, and I want you uh, to tell me if the, anything is similar to chapter 1, verse 1 through 3. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, everybody say, the second time. Saying, Arise, go unto Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. Do what I told you two chapters ago. So Jonah rose and went unto Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. The first chapter in the first verse he said, or said, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for the wickedness has come up before me. The third chapter says, Jonah, I'm going to tell you one more time. And nothing's changing. Arise and go to Nineveh. I, I, I would just... This is just a little thought the Lord gave me this afternoon. If I could speak to Jonah, I wish I could have spoke to him in the first chapter, in the first verse. And I just want to preach for just a little while from this time. Jonah, you're not the boss. Come on, set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. In the name of Jesus. We need you to help us, God. Oh, we need your mercy one more time. We need your help. We need your strength. We need your love. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. When I was a young man, I married a young woman, had a young little girl, and this little girl was uh, almost perfect. She didn't talk back. She didn't smart off. She didn't, you know, she did whatever you said she did. You looked at her and she'd almost start crying and thinking she you disappointed. And then I had a son and he was almost just like her. He talked a whole lot more, but she was quiet, but he talked a lot. And the only time I, I really, any trouble, I just said, Darren, you need to be quiet. And my wife would push them through the mall years ago. Maybe y'all remember Oric vacuum cleaners. And, and the, uh, the advertisement on the radio every day was, Hi, I'm David Oric, and something, something, something. So she'd push him through the mall, and he'd be a little bitty guy. 
And he'd be saying, hi, I'm David Ort, to all the people. And so anyway, he embarrassed my wife, but he was just this, you know, if you looked at him like you made me mad, and then he would just start crying. And then 10 years later, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Where's Matthew at? There he is. Praise God. No room in the end. Ten years later, I'm thinking, man, this is easy. We've had two kids. They just do what you tell them. I remember smacking them on the leg one time because they wouldn't mind going down the road. And I, they wouldn't be quiet. And, and I told them to be quiet. And I smacked them one time. And you thought it was the end of the world. And anyway, that was just how they was. And then we had this other child. And uh, this child, from the time he was born, he, uh, he thought he was the boss. And they start trying to change his diaper and he doing that. And whatever you told him to do, he would do just the opposite. And, uh, you know, God usually gives you a really sweet one the first time. If not, there would probably be no kids on the earth. <laughs> and you think, boy, this is easy. <laughs> Let's have 12 of them. And all of a sudden, he was like, whatever you wanted him to do, he did just the opposite. My wife would whoop him till she was crying. He'd still be bowing up. I'd take, I'd whoop him, and then we'd go to church. Seemed like every church service, I'd say, "Stop! Yes, you better stop." He wouldn't stop. Here we go. We're gonna go outside and fix him. Teach you something. And I'd whoop him until I was about to cry. He was still just. You ain't just. It was just something in his will that. He was the boss. But I thought, you can't give up. See, because I've been in prison ministry. Because <laughs> I know somebody's going to teach your boy how to, how to uh, respect authority at some point. I'd rather it happen at home. So we just kept on. No, you ain't going to do that. You're going to do right. You're going to do what you're told. And it was like a fight. But we never gave up. And all of a sudden, one day, I don't know how it happened. It was just the mercy of God. But there was a day it happened when it's like it just clicked. I'm not the boss. My mom's the boss. My dad's the boss. My teacher's the boss. You know, I ain't had no trouble. In 12 years, it's like it clicked. He wasn't the boss. Somebody else was. You know what the greatest day of your life's going to be? When you figure out you've been bought with a price. When you figure out my life is not my own. To him I belong. When you figure out you were created for his pleasure. When you figure out the reason you're walking and breathing is to please God. And when you figure out he is. But I say the boss. I was reading a little bit of Jonah today and I thought, you know what? If somebody could have got through to him in chapter 1, there wouldn't have been a chapter 2. 
the book of Jonah would have been a pretty boring story if he had figured out he wasn't the boss. You know what I like? I like boring lives. Well, I'm going to preach a little while. Amen. The devil don't want me to preach it, but I'm going to preach it. Amen. Jonah, if you would have just figured out that God is in control. And when God says do something, you may think you got a choice, but all you're doing is delaying the inevitable. When God calls somebody, he puts his name on somebody. He puts a purpose in their spirit. You might as well learn how to say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. From the bottom of my heart. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. And I began to read that he thought he was the boss. God said, go to Nineveh and cry against that city. And he said, I think I'll buy a ticket and go on a cruise. Tell you that the cruise ain't going to work out for you if God don't want you on it. When God says go this way, you better go this way. Amen. He thought I could get away from the presence of God. Jonah, you should have talked to David. Where shall I go to get away from the presence of God? If somehow I could get wings tonight and I could fly to the uttermost part of the sea, when I get there, he's going to be there. If somehow I had an ability to make my bed in hell, when I got there, he'd be there. If there was a way I could reach the highest heavens, when I got there, he would be there. Honey, you ain't the boss. God's the boss. Come on, let's love him together. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He buys a ticket. He buys the fare. Goes out on a ship and the first thing that happens is the wind begins to blow. Let me tell you, you ain't seen storms until you get disobedient. You ain't seen a storm until you get rebellious. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't care what it is when people start rebelling against the things of God. You just hang on a minute. God's got a little storm made just for you. Amen. And this little storm began to blow across the sea. And Jonah, he thinks he's the big boy. He's laying there asleep. I bought a ticket. I'm just going to ride this ride a while. Let these men work. But they come to him and wake him up. What on earth? Who are you? Something about it. They realize this is of God. I checked the weather. It wasn't supposed to storm today. Something's going on that shouldn't be happening right now. Amen. And the storm came and they began to figure out what was happening. It was this guy thought he was the boss when God was really the boss. Amen. And on the ship, amen, he begins to look at the storm all around him. He begins to understand. 
Should have went the other way. Somehow in the storm, not a storm of God purging or trying, but a storm of whipping. A named storm. A Eurachlodon. Something you'll never forget as long as you live. It came and got him. And he started confessing to the other men on the boat. You know what? I'm the problem. I thought I could do it my way and get by with it. Now I've caused you trouble. He said, throw me over sea, over the side. And I'm telling you, this storm will stop. Nobody wants to see anybody go under. Thought maybe we can just keep on rowing and maybe this thing will work. Hang on, Jonah. Let's just row and see if we can get out of this storm. Let me tell you, you can row all you want. But if God's after you, when God is after you, if God's going to teach you a lesson, you can't outrun the storm. They tried to row. Hang on, Jonah. I know you messed up, but here we go. Let's try to, let's try to outrun it. Everybody grab a row. Let's help our brother out real fast. Tell you, when you're trying to help somebody that God's after, when you're trying to pay somebody's bills that God's after, when you're trying to bail somebody out that God's after, you're just wasting your time. Because God's got a purpose for everything he does. You just need to learn how to say, Lord, help them. I pray by the time this storm is over, they realize you're the boss. They ain't the boss. You're the one. Hallelujah. They began to row. It didn't help. It didn't help. We got to get rid of this dead weight. They take this man. I don't know what Jonah's thinking in his head. But he says, throw me over. I don't know if he thinks God's going to let him walk on water. God's got a better plan. I'm going to take you down to the depths. And I'm fixing to teach you a lesson. That when you come up, you're going to learn how to say yes, sir. You're going to learn how to say yes, Lord. Amen. Praise God. You ain't got to run. You ain't got to jump. I'm just kind of telling you my life story, maybe. <laughs> Hallelujah. He said, I, it's going to get even worse than this little storm, you think. A little storm, the wind quits blowing, and, and people can see the sunshine. They think, I got by. Oh, no, Jonah. You're going to be a new man in just about three days. Let me tell you, it don't take God very long to turn somebody around. That's why you ain't got to worry. He can work in short order. Hey Amen. They throw him over sea and God's already prepared a big old fish. What are you doing, Lord? Is this how you're going to take me to the shore? No, this is how I'm going to take you down even further. Takes him down to the bottom of the sea. Got seaweed wrapped around his neck and he's looking out the gills of a 
calls it the bars. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, God knows how to get people to pray. Oh, you can't pray at 500 feet below sea level? Let me take you down a little lower. You can't humble yourself at 1,000? Let's go on down. You can't break at 1,500? Let me tell you. The pressure intensifies the deeper you go under. God put pressure on that man until he started confessing some things. He started getting some arrogance out of his spirit. Get some, oh, I'm I'm in control of my No, when God puts enough pressure on you, you'll start saying, oh, God, if you get me out of here, I'm going to run to that church. I'm going to run to Jerusalem. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Let me tell you something about God. He is so merciful. I love the mercy of God. Amen. And down at the bottom of the sea, when he finally found the, the pressure level where the egg cracks, where that flesh cracks. Boy, I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I feel it. God, do you love me? Oh, yeah, he loves you. He loves you so much he'll break your pride and save your soul. God, do you love me? Oh, yeah, he loves you. He'll take you to rock bottom to make sure you don't spend eternity in hell. God, do you love Oh, yeah, he loves you. Think it not strange concerning these fiery trials which are to try you. Amen. He took him down to the bottom of the sea where Jonah followed. I get it. I get it now. I get it. You're the boss. He starts praying and confessing and changing. And Was it in a palace? No. It was at the bottom. Does it have to happen at the bottom? No, it don't. God hears him. Here's the confession. Here's the heart. Here's the words. God says, fish, you go right over there. When you find that land, you spit him up. Fish knows who the boss is. <laughs> Here we go. I'm ready to get rid of this indigestion anyhow. And he spits him out. He's cleaning the vomit and the fermentation of seaweed and nasty garbage. And the Bible says the voice comes to him the second time. <laughs> Just like the first time. Arise, go to Nineveh. I want you to preach a revival there. 
Praise God. You know, I was thinking this afternoon, how short would the book of Jonah be? If in the first chapter, in the first verse, he said, all right. Nobody would probably even know who Jonah was. If he just said, you know, I would love for nobody to know who I am. Amen. I know this sounds funny, but I don't want to be the guy with that testimony. I would like to have the real short testimony. Like God said, do something, and I did it, and he blessed me. Praise God. Boy, what a thought. God said, go to the altar and repent. I went to the altar repenting. Praise God. Been changed ever since. Got a real short story. Uh, God said, go get baptized in Jesus' name. And I just went and got baptized in Jesus' name. And come up, my sins remitted. Praise God. God said, find a place to pray every day. Mortify the deeds of your body. And I just found a place to pray. Mortify the deeds of my body. I feel the Holy Ghost. There's something in humanity that's never happy with the door that God opens for them. Whatever God says, there's something in humanity that wants a different door. Just like some children. And you say, walk. They want to run. You say, run. They want to walk. You say, eat. They won't want to eat. When you say, don't touch the food yet. Praise God. Boy, I feel like. Who I'm preaching to? Maybe nobody. Maybe just, maybe somebody on the internet. I doubt it. You know what would be awesome? If God could speak to people and they just do what He said. Kind of quiet. Does anybody want to testify? Wouldn't it be an amazing story if people just did what God said? Well, let me, hang on, let me, let me figure out another. It was so many times that I had all these brilliant ideas because I'm so high IQ. And I took these plans. I'd draw stuff out on paper. I would take it into Brother Holmes and I'd sit down on his desk and you're not going to believe this. Check this out. I'm going to do this and then. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then you got to figure out in your own spirit who's the boss. Amen. Can I tell you who the boss is? <laughs> we cut to the end of the message real fast. God's the boss. <laughs> and how. How you get there 
and how quick you learn it and what's got to happen in your life before it clicks, and that's totally up to you. But when you've been bought... Well, 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 praise God, I feel like Jesus. And I've watched as people, and God said, do this. They wanted this, though. This is a better one. And I watched as it just crumbled. And it fell into a million pieces and I'm thinking, if people just listen to the voice of God. You know, we're in an age where people tell God what they're going to do. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm doing this. Well, praise God. Amen. I never did stuff like that. I don't know what I'm preaching about, but I do know what I'm preaching about. I never did stuff like that. Me and my pastor, if I would... And I don't, I'm not telling you to do this. I'm just, this is how I was or am. If I was going to go to Branson, I would say, if you're all right with it, I'm not saying you got, I'm just telling you how I was because I figured out who the boss was. I would say, hey, if you're all right with it, I'm going to Branson Friday and Saturday and Sunday. If you got a problem with it, let me know. If he had a problem with it, you know what I'd have done? I'd have stayed right there. He never had a problem with nothing I did. No trip I ever took, no vacation I ever took. He, some of my ideas he did, but but it wasn't it wasn't for that purpose. It was that I I wanted somebody else endorsing my life. Amen. After you take a few rides to the bottom of the sea, Amen. Something ought to check in your life. Amen. When you when God's taking you down, to the, it ought to click. Hey, I want to make sure I'm in the will of God. Uh, I want to make sure, uh, amen, somebody else is praying with me about this. Uh, somebody else is with me. Uh, amen. Boy, I feel like dancing. I feel like shouting. Hallelujah. And it was time and time again. And I'll talk to him and whatever, whatever he, he said, I'll just weigh it out. I mean, in my life, it just, I probably wore him out. Why? Because I'd been on bottom long enough. I spent 27 years on the bottom. Uh, and in the bottom, I said, God, if you'll get me out of this mess, uh, I'll never do anything without your permission again. Uh, if you'll fill me with the Holy Ghost, uh, I'll do whatever you say. prayed many times in my life what time what time do we get out of church I'm just talking for a little while I was in my 20s early 20s in this opportunity I felt like I was supposed to preach and this opportunity come up and somebody tried to give me a brand new building few people in it and, and it was in the neighborhood the, the community where I grew up kind of Ward, Arkansas, and I thought, oh, Lord, this is the will of God. I mean, this is where all my people are. This is where all my lost cousins are, uncles and aunts and all my, my Lord, this is the will of God. 
So I went and talked to my pastor, and he said, well, let's just drive up there. And we walked around. We prayed a while. He's touching everything. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He's touching the pews and praying over them. Amen. Anointing everything. On the way back, and I said, well, what do you think, pastor? He said, well, I think the Lord will be with you if you stay. I think he'll be with you if you go. Well, I'm telling you, when you've been on bottom and you know you're not the boss, that ain't a good enough answer. I got underneath that pew for three days. I said, if he ain't going to help me, God will help me. If he ain't gonna, somebody's going to tell me what to do because I am not. Y'all may not understand this, but maybe you ain't taking enough rides and a fish yet. Take a few trips, you'll understand what I'm talking about. I said, I am not going to make this decision. Fast for three days, I was on the pew praying, crying my eyeballs out. And, and, uh, at the old, was it the old building? Yeah, it must have been the old building. It was underneath the front pew, and it's like there was a voice come underneath the front pew from the second pew. and said, instead of feeding people, you still need to be fed. I'd have never thought of that. I jumped up and grabbed my phone and called my pastor. You know what? I was praying under the pew. And I just heard a voice say, instead of feeding people, you still need to be fed. He said, that's the right answer. Well, hallelujah. I'm going to help somebody. You better learn how to wait on God. You better let God be the one. You better hear God's voice. After the man told me, God, he'll go with you if you stay. He'll go with you if you go. He'll be with you. It was probably, I'd been pastoring here probably five years. So this is, I don't know how many years later, ten years later. He come up to me one night. And he said, I am so glad you did not take that church in ward. He said, you would have had blood on your hands. I said, oh God. What I wanted to say was, why didn't you tell me something? Do you know what he wanted me to do? He wanted me to learn how to hear from God. He, he didn't want to be the guy telling you what to do all the time. We ought to get close enough to God. Hey Amen. Where what you're hearing is what I'm hearing. Hey Amen. When you're, you're hearing is what I'm hearing, you better believe we got the right answer. Hey Amen. It can't be one-sided either way. Hey Amen. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. I just, I don't know what, I don't know why I feel so heavy burdened right now. I don't know if somebody in the valley decision, I don't want to tell you something. If you make yourself your own boss, it's going to be misery for you. When you start calling your own shots, it's going to be misery for you. 
when you start ordering your own footsteps, my friend, uh, you're going to get blood on your hands. Uh, Amen. But if you allow God to guide every footstep you take, if you allow God to guide every word you say, uh, every decision you make, uh, you make it up in your mind, I'm not the boss. Can I ask you a question? Before you come to God, how was your decision making? How, how, how well did it help your life? Let me tell you something. I don't care if you're Solomon. Wiser than any man ever. When you start going against the word of God and you think you're so smart... When this Bible said, don't, don't you take strange wives. Uh, well, I'm smart enough I can handle it. Uh, let me tell you when, you, when you start becoming your own man, you're about to take a trip, my friend. Hey, man, I, I, I took the last trip I want to take. Uh, hey, man, I, some people get mad at me like he just won't make a decision. I've been wanting to know if uh, we can buy new Kleenexes or not. For a month. Can we, can we get a new Kleenex box? I don't know. Let's just let's pray about it. What if God likes the brown ones? I, I just made enough dumb decisions in my life. I want to hear from God. I, I don't want to mess up anything. I, I want him to be in his favor. Come on, stand together with me. I want you to lift your hands to the Lord together. Come on. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. It makes me tremble when Saints of God began to back up and do things that they know ain't right. You heard it preached, you read it in this word, and it's began to back up and tell you something, you, something has gone wrong in your mind. And I watched, it seems like every person that falls into that trap, they become a statistic. They become one of them that fell off the bandwagon. They end up one thrown overboard in the fear of God. In the fear of God. Let us make God the boss. Take all the decision making out of our spirit. Oh, I'm home. No, you're not. You're deceived. You do err not knowing the scriptures. You're not your own. <laughs> and if it ever clicks, I'm not my own. God, let me go in the door you want me to go in. Amen. Don't let me kick down the one that I want. But let me walk. 
with joy through the door you want me to go. Seen people reject holiness. God dealt with them about things. Seen them walk in it and then walk out of it. Telling you there's something being prepared for the rebellious in the fear of God. In the fear of God, every day of my life, if I were you, I would find me an altar and I'd cry my eyeballs out. And I would say, God, not my will, but thy will be done. Let me tell you something. There's nothing as beautiful as the perfect will of God. What Jonah was trying to resist with all of his heart was the greatest revival. But it wasn't the one he wanted. He didn't like the people. Historians will tell us that the men of Nineveh were very mean and murderous people. And that they had actually killed some of the family of Jonah, murdered them. When God said, go there, he didn't want to. He didn't want them to find God. Help us, God. But after he took a little trip... And he got his head on straight then. And he walks through Nineveh probably with a bad attitude still. But at least he went. And he started hollering at them. He didn't preach them a beautiful message and study it out and try to paint something. Well, probably with a bad spirit he was saying, Repent! you know what happened they repented from the king down everybody in the whole city if people could see that the door that God has so much more beautiful than the door they're trying to beat down God, let me do it your way. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, everybody in this house, just a few moments of prayer. Come on, I want you to lift your voice to God. I want you to get real honest with God right now. Oh,
Come on, God's path is a beautiful path. Come on, God's plan's a beautiful plan. Come on, church. Come on, church. Why don't you let the Holy Ghost begin to work on you? Oh, come on, you can't outrun him. Uh, you can't get away from him. He's just going to cause misery in your life. Come on, just surrender. Surrender to God. Surrender to His will. Come on, let Him have your heart tonight. Come on. Come on, don't let pride cause you to fall. Don't let arrogance cause you to destroy your family. Oh, let us hear your voice, God. I pray. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Can we turn this into a little prayer room for a few moments? Can we turn it into a prayer room? Oh. Come on, in the fear of God. In the fear of God. Humble yourself. In the fear of God. Don't let rebellion grip you. Don't let rebellion destroy you. Come on, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, cry. Hey, there's somebody your trial could end right now. Right now, if you get honest. There's a trial that could end tonight. With a confession, with an admission, with a submission. Oh, God, I give it to you. Korabasa. Come on. Come on. Just give God control. Come on. Come on. Somebody needs to hand it over to Him. God, try my reins. Try my reins, God. You're in control. Oh, 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 oh,
come on, praying to travail comes out. 